This is Speaking of Sports, a weekly podcast where we give you our take on sports' biggest stories and news. I'm your host, Ray Scipione, along with Coach Al Harris, Chad the Whiz Kid Grimley, and the Godfather, Chuck Grimley. Speaking of Sports is sponsored by Grimley Financial and produced by WildfirePodcast.com. Hello, everybody. The boys are back. What a week. What a week in Philly sports. I'm Ray Scipione. We are at Grimley Financial. Uh, guys, I we have a new segment I want to introduce. It's going to be called The Philly Five. It's where we're going to touch on the hot topics in Philly sports before each show. So we're going to dive right in on our first Philly Five. Jim, strike the clock. And uh, we're going to talk about the NFL draft. Jim, you're still a buzzer. Love it. Oh, yes. But we get five minutes per five minutes. major we got, we, uh, sports team. Yes, about right. three or four segments weekly. So and here we go. Well, the clock's going. we got to go, baby. Does it include the Flyers, kid? Flyers are <laughs> – yes, it does. We're going to get to the Flyers in about eight seconds. Done. Anyway, NFL draft, the future of our Philadelphia Eagles Big Al. What do you think about – let's just go first pick. First pick is a pick that it looked like everybody thought they were going to do the last two or three weeks if you take the general consensus as far as alignment. It might not have been their first pick that they really wanted, but with the Alave going at 11 and Williams going at 12, the two receivers that supposedly Williams wanted to play with Hertz because they had a connection, and then were they off the board, and then he moved up from 15 to 13, so maybe that was their first choice, maybe it wasn't. Do you like the pick? You have to as far as what the possibility is. I mean, he's, a, he's his, a big run stopper. To be 6'6", 340, run, run, four, seven. Run, and run to four seven eight. Yep. it's like a freak of nature with a 32-inch standing jump. And yep. it's just – Did know. I hear that they, uh, Georgia took him off the field on third down? Yeah, there's there's uh, been talk about his conditioning. Um, but, Chad, what do you think? I'm excited. I, I really am. The whole third down thing – yeah, it's a bit of a caution flag, but did they do that just because Georgia had the depth on their roster Absolutely. to do that? that five, was, guys, five guys go in the first round and more to come in the yeah. second. But he has to be able to play all three downs, obviously, in the NFL. But I'm excited. I mean, did, he, he did, is a freak of nature for sure. His size, they, his speed. And I did not look at these stats. Did they do that because he's more of a run stuffer than a rush guy? Well, that's what people, I think, are concerned about. Is, is this guy a run stuffer? Will he do well against the pass? And time will tell, but he has the certainly has the athletic ability to do it. And Coach Al, we had a blockbuster trade. At least they're calling it a blockbuster uh, trade for our Eagles with the second pick. What do you think about our new wide receiver? Well, I'm wondering if that was Howie's backup plan. If he didn't get Olave or Williams, if was he smart enough to say this is Plan B as far as a receiver goes? Because I, you know, there had to be more discussion than. A little bit of time there involved. So this had to be plan number two if we don't get either one of those other two receivers. That's my thought. I agree, Chuck. It looks like they wanted to have uh, an Al- two Alabama receivers with uh, our one and two uh, wideouts. And uh, Detroit came in and uh, yeah. 
stole that little trick, and now we have a. I'm not. I'm not nuts about it. Uh, it certainly doesn't look bad. Um, you know, he's. Uh, if you take his average yards per catch last year, he's like 17th. Um, we the Eagles had two receivers higher than that. And that's one, I think, a very effective way of measuring a receiver. What does he do with the ball when he catches it? Um, total yards, the aggregate, is a function of longevity. I played One guy played 17 games, the other guy played eight games, so you got to be careful there. I'm not nuts about it. He's 6'1", so he's not one of these 6'3 guys that jumps off you know, out of the bunny. I mean, They do say he goes up and gets yeah, He's a very okay. physical receiver. Yeah. Uh, goes and gets the ball. Yeah. Chad, uh, he, what do you think? Here's one thing, and maybe I'm crossing some boundaries here, but he goes up and gets it is great, but when I look at his catch percentage. It's pretty bad. It's about a 60% catch percentage. He's a that's, dropper. He's a that's dropper. That's pretty low yeah. compared to compared to where, where a lot of guys are at. I mean, Cooper Cup last year, for example, 75%. Now, he's not the standard. No, he is number the one exception. receiver in football. But a lot of guys are upper 60s and even a couple low 70s out there. And um, 60% is low. A lot of guys are north of 16 yards per catch. Not, not a lot. There's not 20. But if you're talking like number one draft pick, elite type thing, trade, I don't see this guy. Uh, hope he proves me let, wrong. Let me you say know? one thing that's really exciting. Last year, we got Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown. All three of them are in the top 30 in y- receiving yards per reception. That could be a real nice offense. <laughs> Absolutely, and now you add a veteran to that. All right, we're going to jump to our Philadelphia 76ers, who after looking th- flat uh, for two games after going up uh, three zip, have won the series. In a blowout last night. I have a question. Did that feel like the fastest five minutes of your life? It, it does, man. And, <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm looking at the clock, so I, I know it's I know it's legit. I, we said five minutes for major sports team. I swear I thought that was going to be a tad long. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Sixers. Um, Sixers. Uh, I know I predicted them to uh, win. It's. It, it looks like... Uh, <laughs> hey, you know. It looks like, Wait, who picked... I'm going back. Chuck, yeah. did you have them advancing? You know, I honestly, uh, yeah, I had him advancing. Okay. I don't know if I was, I don't think I said sweep. Got to go back and check the podcast, right? So now, but, go ahead. Um, Vegas knew they were going to win. They made him a favorite. Uh, I thought they would really, you know, rally uh, before a lot of reasons. You know, when the whole town turns against you, that's when you look for, you know, superstars and Bede and other players to and step Harden. up. And Say they, it, and, and Harden. And, and Harden. He did last night. Absolutely. Now, he owned the first quarter. I didn't think there was a whole heck of a lot of defense, but whatever. Uh, and hats off. It was a nice win, but they're going to see a whole different defense uh, with Miami where they're going to guard the perimeter, get in your grill. Harden's not going to take a step back three like last night that was wide open by 10 feet. I replayed it nine times. You, they, I thought Maxie got like Five wide open looks. Okay. Uh, to me, it looked like the opposition wasn't playing really hard. It really did. So ESPN uh, agrees with you. They are giving Miami a seventy six percent chance of uh, defeating our Sixers in the next series. Coach Al, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think Miami, led by Butler, there's so much motivation there back at the Sixers and so forth, and people are going to say never should have got rid of Jimmy Butler and this and that, the problems. But 
Miami is a hell of a team. There's no doubt about it. And I think a lot of people predicted the Sixers to win in six. Not that pr- the way they won it, but they did. And I'll, I have to say, I was very surprised with the effort that they showed last night compared to game five. Game five was just like they, like they didn't care. I know. And then to come out and to see. And here's the difference. Chuck, you're right. They gave him more room. But they gave him more room because he hasn't been shooting from the three very well. So they said, we're not going to let him beat us with the pick and roll. And then all of a sudden he makes a couple. And Maxie, who hadn't shot well the previous two games, started hitting him. He had a big game. And you got a couple stand-up shooters like Niang and Green Green, who are very limited defensively and so forth. But they can hit the three when you get it to them in the corner. Going into last night, and then we'll go to Wiz, they're shooting 46% from three-point land. That's how they're killing you. He's got a bad hand. If I'm coaching last night, I'm saying, you know what they're not going to do? Shoot 46%, shot 40. I'm taking away the perimeter three-point shot last night if I'm guarding the Sixers. I know Embiid's hurt, so I, you know, I don't know how effective he'll be. We'll still guard him. But I'm not letting they shot 40% from three. I don't think you can allow that. Play them out deep enough where they can't make threes. They're coming into the game at 46%. That's ridiculous. In postseason, I mean, the shooting averages from three in postseason, globally, uh, you're talking like 36%. They're, they're 10 above it, and yet they shot 40%. They had too many wide-open looks, I say, from three. I thought it was ridiculous. And Whiskey. what's ironic, I'm not a big Doc Rivers fan, but the second half when they changed, being only one-point difference at halftime, yeah, he played yeah, a lot of yeah, zone yeah, and yeah. said to Toronto, you're beating us on them 12-foot jumpers or going down the lane. See if you can beat yeah. us with the three, yep. and it yeah, worked but, out yeah, fine. I'm hearing some skepticism from you guys. I think the Sixers are going to beat the Heat. So am I. So I, I, I believe. I think they will. We're on record. Here's why. Okay. Yes. Look, right. the Heat are obviously a very good team. They're very balanced. You don't look at the Heat, and yeah, Jimmy Butler is a very good player, and say, oh, they've got a LeBron James, Steph Curry no, type of no. guy, Durant. But they're very balanced. Which is but good. the series, the series, Chad, and your stats guy was absolutely dead even, two to two, and all the statistics that they showed last night were were pretty much dead even or within one point. So here's what I'm looking at: I'm looking at the points per game scored this year in the NBA, and you see the Sixers in the Eastern Conference; they're up there towards the top. The Miami Heat are actually closer to the bottom. Now you look at points allowed per game. And the Sixers and the Heat are right there. They both allowed 108 points per game. That's basically the top three in the Eastern Conference. You shade the offense. I think the Sixers are going to match them up defensively, and I think Embiid is going to edge them offensively. I really hope he stays healthy. Will it take a supreme Harden series to do it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. He you has to step them? up with yes. Embiid hurt. Yes. Okay. And you're going to you're, you're, you're going to put your money behind Harden. Okay. Good luck with that. All right, our our last uh, hot topic we're going to talk about are our Philadelphia Phillies. Um, well, they played good against the Rockies, guys. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, yeah. Chuck, why don't you start us off? Yeah, <clears throat> honestly, I don't recall. Uh, I'm going to sound extremely negative today, and I love the Phillies. Everybody knows that. But I don't recall watching a series where the other team was so pathetic in every aspect of baseball, I'm not just talking about starting pitching. I'm not just talking about you know not hitting home runs or gaps. Forget that. And they came in with a decent record. I'd love to see the games. They didn't run the bases right. Nope. They not just the six or ten, whatever it was errors. I should have that number. Uh, 
it's the plays they did not make near the ball. We call that zone D. So many balls that dropped in defensive zones that the, the average replacement player would catch. That's the stuff you don't see, a little advanced athletics. And, and don't forget that about Mickey plays. Don't forget about Kyle Schwarber's magnificent double to right center. Oh, yeah, his <laughs> that only was hit, in the air for about hit. thirty seconds. Yes. Yes. Yeah, boy, is he ever shape I, it up exactly as we <laughs> predicted? You know, wow. I, I hate to say this, and I'll kick it over to Coach. Um, has a double Herrera sparked this team? Yes. <laughs> They've been looking for a leadoff man, and he has really swung the bat well. You have to say it to him. You never would have thought this a no. week or two ago. No. And all of a sudden you get some injuries, and Harper can't play the field. And okay. and that's another reason, Coach. Ugh. They've actually taken off since Harper has moved to the DH. <laughs> yeah, let, let me, that, let that me. makes sense. Uh, back to Al with all this Herrera talk. And they sparked him. Let's see if they spark him right up to exit 16. What's Herrera going to hit in New York this weekend? Over, under 240. Where are you with Herrera for the weekend? He may not play a lot, but if he does, where are you? Well, you're going to play him against. I'm going to give you two hits for the weekend with Herrera. Over, under two hits. New York's basically a right-handed pitching staff. So Herrera might be. Play, yeah, okay. I think he could go over. Oh, you're over. Uh, I'm over. Over 240. Over. Easily over. No, no, we're making two hits for the weekend with Herrera. Two hits? No, he's more than that. Uh, come on. I would think more. Okay. I can't wait for the weekend. I'll, I'll go with more. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Jimmy, chime in. He's our director behind the scenes. Jimmy boy. Jimmy wants so, more. For the record fans, a growing fan base, thank you. We have four Herrera over two hits. Uh, and Chuck DeMaven, uh, two, or, <laughs> two or low. I, I, the tie, I win if it's two. Okay. Okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah. And you're Okay. Bad. And you're I need back. to clarify some, yeah. some things here. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. The Phillies. Because there is a lot to di- digest right now on this team. Are uh, they legit? Are unpack. they not? Their offense right now, for anyone wondering, it's one of the best in baseball. Yeah, it is. Their yes, batting is. average is third best in baseball. Their runs per game is seventh. Home runs, they're tenth. And that's gonna, that should come up. Yes. Now, one problem the Phillies are doing this year, ball grounded into double play, second most in, b- in baseball right now at 18. Yeah. you yeah. got to work on that. Uh, what do you think, Greg? Well, i I got to be honest with you. Uh, their ERA's eighth uh, worst in baseball. Um, uh, that to me, that's a little deceiving. Uh, I kind of, uh, at least this weekend, I thought the pitching wasn't bad. Um, it, it has been better. And let me just say real quick, the Phillies' offense, fifteenth, uh, right in the middle of the pack in strikeouts. Right. Thank, so, thank you, no, not great, for not, not good, not bad. Right in the middle. the The problem with, I mean, look at where their starter ERA right now is at a 4.3. That's 10th worth in baseball. But right. Nola's picking it up. And you got to hope Wheeler does. You know Wheeler's going to pick it Absolutely. up. Absolutely. So I think the team, I think it's now is a really important series heading into the Mets. we got to do some damage there. we got to, A, get some losses for them because the Mets are on fire right now. I think if the, it, it, I think if they get annihilated by the Mets, even though it's this early in the season, I think we're in, we're in trouble. I think annihilation is a strong word. I don't think you're going to go up to turnpike and lose twelve to nothing. But I, you know, you have to play competitive baseball and keep it in within range to win late. And I think you're going to see the Phillies trailing in these games. And I don't know they got five guys in the bullpen that averaging ERA is nine. The second five, not Ugh. the first five. They're, they're the guys you don't see all the time. Jones, et cetera. 
you you can't bring them in. None of those guys could pitch late in New York. Um, so and the, the Mets are hitting through the lineup, man. They're, they're really now, hitting. did you say capitulate or can pitch late? Can we pitch late? <laughs> oh, okay. Because I know you like to use you like to use them big words like gymnasium, and uh, you know I was just wondering. Necessary. I use yes. necessary a lot. Okay, and, uh, we are. <laughs> in your case, in your case, I use the word delirious a lot. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank late, you. late. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very little. All right, we're getting back to our. Our, uh, our format, regular format, and uh, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes, uh, and we're starting. San Francisco Giants were bunting and stealing in their game last week against the Padres. Kapler defended it, guys. <laughs> good old, good old Kapler. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think? Yeah, it was a seven-run game. Uh, I like this topic. Um, we are going to start with Coach Al, but everybody out there is intrigued by this. The, do you play baseball, you know, throughout whole nine innings? Uh, how much of this gentleman rule that always, you know, carry forward? You know, you don't, you don't do certain things, you know. Um, or do you play baseball? Because guys are paid on performance. Um, you, you, to Kapler's point, if I can get into the opposing team's bullpen today late, Sure. I may not see that guy tomorrow. Certainly, if Girardi's coaching, right? You won't see him tomorrow. I may not see him the rest of the season. <laughs> so, I want to burn Jones the deep relief today, so he's not available tomorrow. Make any sense, or do you go back to the rules of the game, the gentleman rules of you know etiquette? Where is it, Al? All the the old unwritten rules. Now, if you're stealing a base when you're seven or eight runs ahead looking for somebody to get buzzed the next inning or the next day, whatever type of thing. But I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Kapler's done a pretty good job. Uh, it's amazing. I think it surprised a lot of us for after his. So that's a yes vote? It's okay? Y- yes, it's okay. All right. I, I think it depends on what's going on. The Giants bunting, I have no problem with that. If you want to put it bunt hit down, I don't see why that's considered – uh, not you know right. What? Especially if that's what I that mean, bunting isn't does. easy. Right. You're trying to bunt something coming at 95, 100. That's not easy. It ain't easy. It's not like, oh, it's a bunt's automatic hit. Yeah, not right. at all. Right. Uh, stealing is another thing. Yeah, I would say don't steal, but I don't see anything wrong with bunting. And I think some of these, these coaches today just need to stop crying personally about it because that's what they're doing. And it's funny. This was against the Padres. The Giants did this. Last year, uh, Tatis hit a grand slam on a three-zero count mm-hmm. in the eighth inning, up seven runs, and the Ma- the Padres said, "Oh, he's going to learn for that." Well, none of the players cared, so it's funny that now that the uh, shoes on the other foot, the Padres yeah. are, are real offended Great. that Kapler was bunting and stealing against them. Grow up and get over it. This this is a big topic, guys. I mean, it really is, and it it kind of has nothing to do with what happened on the field. But the the Yankees fans, I'm sure everyone has seen last week. Uh, after the Guardians game, the Yankees fans were throwing trash, uh, including <clears throat> uh, full full beer cans at the, at the Guardian uh, players. Now, the Phillies and Eagles fans have been tortured for years. You know the snowballs at Santa and and me saying you can't take your wife to any of these games. God forbid the way they they, they shout obscenities even when they're winning. Um, now, let's talk about how the Yankees 
Did they do enough uh, to, to punish these? Have uh, they done anything yet? I don't believe they have. I'll check live here could not while find we're doing this. anything this morning. Could Has the MLB them. done anything? Could not, not that find, I'm finding. I'm not no. aware. They, they have 600 cameras, I'm so obviously is, we could find them. It's it impossible is, not to see the fans. Uh, it exactly. is totally fine to be excited as a fan. To, to scream, yell, holler, do whatever you want to do. Or as Boone said, but love, when, love their passion. When the Yankees, some of these fans were, were yelling at, I think it's Quan, to yeah. everyone, stay down, stay down, when he's hurt like that, that's just a totally different level. That's so over the line. You don't ever root for someone to be hurt and say stay down like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, well, that's, I, I, that, you know, sticks and stones, bud. Uh, it's the throwing full beer cans. Exactly. About. Exactly. It escalated. Oh, yes. Down. Yeah. It no, did. It's exactly. not proper. It did. I was there when Michael Irving was laying on the field with a broken neck okay, yeah. in Philly. Yep. And yeah. and they were, I won't even tell you what they were screaming. Yep. But like you said, again, they they weren't throwing, uh, you know, full cans of beer at the guy. Now, did you see the one guy catch it? <laughs> right for yes. but a great catch yes, on a full did. beer can. He really? Snagged, he snagged it out I, of the I, air. I, I did he's, not see that. Yeah, he's thing. headed for his head. Really? Um, yes, Coach. I think the only thing I saw on that was they said a, a blanket statement that we have cameras, we can see who the perpetrators oh, were absolutely. or whatever, and absolutely. eventually we'll get them and they'll never be able to come to the stadium To again. To Coach Al's point, I think something that egregious, I think the Yankees and MLB got to come out quick. It's a week later. I haven't seen anything you got to set precedent, man. That this, I'm not going to let it happen the next night somewhere. The I just think that the delayed reaction. I'm sure something's you know coming forthcoming, but the delayed reaction is nonsense. You you got cameras everywhere. What fan has lost their seat license or rights to ever come back to a Yankees game? Especially where, those those licenses. Where is something really punitive when a guy could have been killed? And I'm not exaggerating. Get a sixty-ounce beer sure. can in the temple. Coming from uh, yeah, co- coming <laughs> from yards forty up in the feet air. hurled. Yeah, uh, so you definitely have to set an example. Yeah, uh, I absolutely. Mean, I would have had nets up the next day in front of the right from foul line to center field. I would have had nets up. Uh, can th- they do that though with the stadium rules? Can you put a, a net just where a, a home run is going to well, bounce they, they off? Put the net. Around, well, they put it around. They put it around the entire you, field because bats were you being have a home launched. run line. You have a home run line. They've the net. Yeah. Maybe that's that look if it doesn't, maybe that's where it goes one day. So maybe yeah, I'm going to use my overtime here. Go ahead. Uh, I I just think that the fan abuse, uh, what certain stadiums allow, it happens in basketball where a fan thinks he's got courtside seats that are worth forty five hundred dollars and he can come off, um, you know, the the first row and stand up and 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 berate a player. I just think in this society, it's worth. It's got to be reeled in. It's, it's got to be. I mean, cheer cheer all you want. You're not a part of the game. You, you know, I mean, I just think it's outrageous that so the Yankees l- let me and get this straight. baseball have okay. not done something yet. I, I agree about the Yankees, but let, let's – let's and it's funny. And I, ju- I just saw a video of LeBron dri- driving in here. Okay, so there was a woman uh, really harassing LeBron. He grabs the ref, walks – actually walks the ref over, points them, to tells them to go Knock it off. And they – no, they went home. They got ejected from the yes, center court. Mean, knock it off. Okay, so it. he's yeah. allowed to dunk a ball, look down at the guy he just dunked on, and step over him and, and, and trash talk that player. But if a woman's over there calling him whatever she Ray, could possibly Ray, call stop. him. stop. That's player to player, man. Come oh, on. stop it. You can't – it's the same right. thing. Right. Same, same thing. thing. Yes. I'm a fan. I got the rights of a player? Of course. 
You do more. I paid well, for. I paid it, for your salary. Let's go to. Let's and go to, I paid forty five hundred for the seat. So there, it, there is not just like a black and white answer on this thing. It really comes down to what's being said. Correct. Whole oh, I agree. LeBron, I agree. It, I don't think it was ever verified what was said, but I think reports that were circulating online. I don't know if it's, if it's true. We're saying that the fan was saying like LeBron. I hope your son. Dies or oh gets well, no, 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 no. Like then, that. then you're fighting. Those if, are fighting I, words. If that's true, then those are fighting. Then I mean, you absolutely should get ejected. I don't know, let's Chad. I uh, real quick. I don't know if this was the in- incident, but we have ahead. double overtime here, don't we? I'll take my overtime. Go ahead, because Can I do that because the okay. players have thick skin. They're not have rabbit ears. They're not looking for stuff. They're not turning around and say, "Oh, don't say the f word." When you start talking about their kids and their mothers, no, and that's like lo- that, no, that's fight. They're these, fighting words. These players react. They go into the stands on that. Stuff. Absolutely, those right. are fighting words. All right, do you have enough? I think I did. Uh, almost the same topic of of uh, someone screaming. Uh, Kyle Schwarber and Angel Hernandez. So last Sunday, I'm sure everyone saw this. This this was actually I've pulled one of these moves as a coach. Uh, last Sunday, Schwarber took strike three. Looking in the ninth inning. Now it was close. It was it was kind of inside the box on the corner. I got it. And, and, strike. and Chuck's strike. got it right there as two we're strike. looking at it. And and it, it was it, you know it was two, two strike strike too strike. close. That's right. Yep. Too close to take. Yep. So Schwarber goes off furious. Lit up home plate umpire Angel Hernandez. Um, you know some of the pitch uh, trackers uh, show that it was outside a little right. some show it was on the black bottom line is it was like i said too close to take with two strikes but let me get this in because these guys don't let me talk anymore i i feel that it was mostly being upset of at his batting average than absolutely the, than the called strike absolutely. so guys take it away listen pitches nowadays are moving like crazy they're sinking they're sliding at 98 miles an hour i watch this stuff all the time in pitch tracker there's another one i watch I don't want to use up to two and a half minutes to explain all that. Balls are cutting through the plate. So when a lefty's throwing a slider and it's a 17 by 17 plate, there's a ball that can start on the middle over the plate. If it's an electronic bean, the bean's going to go off. The light's going to go off, strike, and end in the catcher's mitt outside the plate. That's what's happening. Nobody comments on that's the occurrence. Take a look at the one that they were going nuts about with the leadoff hitter. Uh, hurry up, Chad. Who's the Phillies leadoff hitter? Segura. 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 That pitch started inside. It was six inches outside. It crosses the plate the whole time and then breaks down outside the plate by about six inches. It crossed home plate, which is why Major League Baseball gave this guy a review, Hernandez, and said that his proficiency rating was like ninety four percent in that game. So, and, but okay. that that so, part that part though is comical, because Angel Hernandez that game was really bad. That correct. pitch, I a hundred percent agree. Oh, you agree? It is way too close to take. If you look at the track, well, when you say that, you talk Schwarber or you talk Schwarber. S- Schwarber, hold on. The if you look at ESPN, they did have that pitch right on the black. If you look at other ones, they had it right off. The right, bottom line, right. it may have crossed. It's not a perfect science, and it's right. way too close to take, take, take. Bottom so line. The, the, bottom line. The other thing Schwarber did was he kind of um, was advocating for the opposing team as well. He pointed in their dugout saying you're missing balls with them yeah. and you're missing yeah. balls with us. Yeah. But there was one thing, as, as we're running out a little bit here, there was one scene, and I, I, I uh, called Chuck about this. They showed McCutcheon. 
briefly, and yeah. he kind of had a smirk on his face. He's buying back with him, and yeah. he was he was he was not shaking his head a little. Yeah. Now, all, was he all, agreeing? All guys- Hold on a minute. Was he agreeing with McCutcheon, or? Was he saying, this is the guy that you got rid of me for? Yeah. Wh- well, which was it? You know, Sigmund Freud, all the guys that made outs were agreeing with him. <laughs> yes. You know, too close to take, Schwarber. You're batting zero eighty against lefties. So far, you've stunk. Do something, Schwarber, before you complain. Overtime. I'm taking it. You know what? I I'm should, I should get here. overtime extra because I don't think I've taken an overtime this you year. You haven't. And Ray took one for me two oh, weeks ago. Sorry. I forget about it. <laughs> we have no escrow account. They sorry. Yes, that's just right. As you know, so there is I no think escrow. any other umpire this happens to, and I think there's a different reaction. Angel okay. Hernandez is so historically bad. He's missed something like 2,500 pitches over the past few years. And I saw something on that was tweeted out. He's look. He's really bad. I don't think the MLB uses Angel Hernandez in like the big games and the playoffs, whether it's the World Series or just playoffs in general. There's some like, lawsuit histories with him there. Angel Hernandez has a really, really bad history. Look up the videos on YouTube, and okay. it, it's rough. Can you imagine if Joe West was there? Go ahead, Coach. Speaking about Joe West, he's yeah. a supervisor of this. He graded that game. That's an ESPN game. He graded Hernandez 96%. Of course he's going to take his – No, but it's a scientific grade. They're, oh, they're, they're well. using the zone okay. of the plate. All right, that's fine. These pitchers are cutting through the 17 by 17. I don't know why they clipped the back of the plate. Through that zone. Okay. And if it does, if you're a home plate umpire – Al, is that a strike if your pitcher cuts it and ends up? Well, you take a guy like Hader coming from the yeah, side. It's right? crossing the plate and sure. might wind up eight inches And here's my sure. catcher. No one's talking about where the catchers catch the ball doesn't mean ball or strike. That's what they're referring to. Well, I'm exhausted. Uh, me too. I was just going to say I need a, I need a nap. A siesta. <laughs> or a PJ's. A siesta. Or a PJ's lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Right. I yes, need sir. to add one quick thing. In. Yes. Yeah. Umpire scorecards is a there's a tweet a Twitter account umpire scorecards they said for Sunday the 24th Angel Hernandez overall accuracy was 88 percent in that game the average is 94 percent thank you there you go but somebody else came out and said 96 okay yeah we so. got to get uh, to our next topic the Brooklyn Nets the uh, Nets just got swept by the Boston Celtics both superstars Durant and Irving were ineffective at times due to the suffocating Celtics defense. Durant shot 38%, and Irving scored way below his average. Ben Simmons never played. I got to tell you, they have to hate this guy. I don't know how next year's going to start, but what what do we think about that? This is a great question. Yes, it is. What do they do with Simmons for next year? Oh, my God. I know. He's got to take them all out for, like, a vacation or Uh, something. Doesn't it feel like Simmons almost has the Nets in a similar position to where you had the Sixers last year? What's going to happen to this guy? Is he going to play? Can he play? And every time he's getting ready to play, he's got another back injury. What's going to happen? Here's another question. Well, how come in baseball or football, when these guys take physicals, the deal gets nixed if the, if the one player isn't physically mm-hmm. uh, fit? Am I right? Yeah. I, obviously, you can't nix this deal, but I'm, I'm just saying. I, you know what I mean? I guess they, uh, you know. I, I would like to enter this. Um, if you look back on, there's a trend here at LSU where certain events didn't take place. In other words, he seemed to escape the limelight in a lot of situations. Uh, I watched him 
Uh, last year, when they talked about him practicing the three-point shot before the game, I was at three games. I never saw him take a three-point shot in front of the fans. Won't do it. What if this guy really is suffering right. from some severe emotional, mental you know, disturbances, well, he, he, and he can't rein it in, and they're treating him for it, and you know, okay, you're doing all right with your you know, depression or anxiety, but well, it's, it resurfaces, and he goes to the organization and says, you know, I just can't perform right now. I, he, I don't have my wits. I can't get out there and do it. And we're all making fun of the guy, right? And so he, what if he's he met, really well? He met with the Nets brass, yeah, and said, actually, what you just stated. Uh, he said uh, the series last year, okay, where he totally flopped, right, is is what he can't get over, right? And and this it's causing him the, these mental issues that's affecting his back. If, if, ma- if that if that is accurate, then you would look to the to the veterans to step up and, and maybe help him out. Now, I have a feeling, and I don't know all the ins and outs of the NBA locker room, but Kevin Durant is has a killer attitude. I don't see him standing for no, something like no, Ben Simmons. No. What, they've what had he's it with doing. Although, From what I'm hearing, they've had it with Ben although Simmons. Although it was Durant after the Nets win at Philly that came out on the postgame and said, hey, we got his back. Man. Of course they this did because they that won. That was then. Of course. That was yeah, then. What have you done for me lately, like you like to say? All right, another <laughs> scathing <laughs> Cheating, boy! How about the guy that's how about the guy that's coming up with these hot topics? Good research. Huh? Hey, you're welcome. Anyway, the Yankees out of everyone, the Yankees this is say another, it this isn't is another so. hot one. This say is. it isn't so. Era. Um, the Yankees were identified for cheating in 2015 and 2016, involving video stealing of signs and relays to runners on second. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred defined the rules for video protocols in 2017. Uh, hence, the Yankees' procedures predated those rules. Yeah, Chuck, yeah, that's yeah. interesting, isn't it? That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And their GM, Cashman, was talking about, you know, there should be an asterisk alongside of the fact that we haven't won the World Series since 2009 because <laughs> they cheated 17. Yeah. Now, we, we cheated, too. Yes, in fifteen and sixty, but, but the yeah. the rules were established. Yet. Nevertheless, oh, yeah. nevertheless, we cheated, but we think it's okay. Uh, we, you know, I talked about Cashman at the time. The whole thing's a joke. They should have taken a low profile audit. A lot of the players did, which is why you couldn't get a reaction from guys like Guardi and whatnot. They wouldn't talk about it because they knew they did it, right? Sure, it's just outrageous. I'll go to the next one. That's almost like he said, well, we cheated, but we thought we got away with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cheated, but we didn't think that I, anyone saw I guess it. he doesn't get the asterisk now that he's asking for uh, it, right, Wiz? Yeah, they're trying to walk a fine line. It wasn't explicitly cheating. I mean, it wasn't totally against the rules. It was like a little loophole they were trying, they're trying ba- to do. Boston did it. It's I'm, a mess. And you think other teams aren't, right? Of course they are, Chuck. Right? <laughs> yeah, just, it's 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 like uh, it's like NCAA. It, only only the colleges they catch are cheating, and it's like they're a, all doing it. I'm yes. going to X the panel with a little bit of time we have yet, Jimbo. I'm yes. going to X the panel if I was cheating. All right, so I got identical twins on a big travel championship halftime. I won't even use the first name. Is in foul trouble. The other identical twin isn't. I switched jerseys at halftime. Cheating? Fair? Would you have done it? No, I, I can't teach the kids that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, listen, I'm all for, you know, doing uh, 
bad things, like Jim will tell you, but, right. uh, you know, occasionally, but um, <laughs> when I don't get caught, but that's we, just, you can't we, do that. We, you did that? No, we actually thought about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only, listen, if they weren't my kids, I, w- I would probably do it, but I'm not teaching my kids that, that right. lesson. All right, well, let me, let me just bring, let me bring <laughs> no, it down I'm a little I'm bit. I'm just kidding. So I'm putting the opposing team's lineup in our book way early before the game. I want to match pitchers up, and I see that Delaware is going to throw their ace in the second game, so I flip-flop pitchers so we match up right. That's oh, I, clearly I, I've not done, cheating. No, right? okay. I've, I've done it. Two extremities, I, I, two extremities. Yeah. Yep. One's logical. The other one's a little bit out there. But you know what's great? When your number two beats the number one. <laughs> when your number two comes out and throws yeah. a gem. And yeah, well, we knew we were. You, win win. Both games. We knew you, we were. you know what's funny? Sometimes you see this in high school sports. The number one team thinks they're going to win. They save their like ace pitcher Absolutely. for this game two, yeah. and yeah. then they lose game one. They never got there. Absolutely. <laughs> Do that for a lot of big tournaments. All right, guys. I thought, I thought Coach Al was going to use your overtime to talk about that. He didn't it, say a word, so Navy, I'm sure he's been cheating. The, the Navy stick. I think Coach Al's been the, cheating. Can Al just tell a quick story about No, the, no, I can tell you. We were at Navy, and the they game. have world-class athletes, I mean. Number four every, in the country. From every state, and we're down there. Great atmosphere, the whole thing. So it was. It rained before, and there was a lot of mud and so forth around the mound. So we had our picture, picture with something to – clean her cleats and the whole thing and their pitcher was obviously having a problem so i'm on the sideline saying get on her keep getting on sure. her because she's sliding and losing her confidence and i'm so making forth. a stick i'm back there making yeah a he's stick. got this stick the popsicle stick sure. you know, the whole oh, type yeah. thing <laughs> absolutely and wound up beating them we might have beat them one out of ten games but that was the day we beat them we beat and him. their coach was furious and right. berated his whole team way right. to stick right. it to him i go out to the umpire which we did Thank you, Jim. Someone got that. <laughs> Sticking it to him. Oh, God. Leave the comedy to the comedian, please, Chad. There goes my Navy story. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little pissed right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have My own anyway. son. My own son. That's your son, the CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Or C- the oh, oh. <laughs> oh, COO. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it wrong. Um, are the Mets legit? Before you start screaming, guys. We've provided you with their hitting rankings. We're going to talk about that. Uh, The fact that they don't strike out. They're hitting for a great average and for a lot of power. Their starting rotation, okay, is doing very well, even though they don't have their true ace, Mr. Jacob deGrom. So uh, the Mets have a great closer also in Edwin Diaz. Guys, are they legit? Oh, they're legit. The fact that we're saying in the same sentence they don't have their true ace yet when Scherzer is on that team yeah, right. yes. is right, insane. Right. That yeah. is insane. But With a one eight zero. uh ERA. It is early. The Mets have shown that, like any team, early doesn't necessarily run the whole year. But here's where the Mets are right now. Batting average, they're fourth best in baseball. On base percentage, second best. RBI, second best. Their contact rate, this is important. Very underrated stat. It is. Best in baseball at 77%. important. As a result, this correlates their strikeout percentage, lowest in baseball, 19%. Bingo. What does all of that mean? It means they score a lot of runs. Their run per game is in uh, sixth best in baseball. If you don't strike out, you put the ball in play, you're going to score runs. And that's it's a not a hard formula. And that's a different culture, and that starts with the guy in the dugout. And when they picked that, mat, that manager, Buckshaw, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like him, 
listen, I you know, come from the school uh, of Gene Mock. That's where it started for me. Then I had coaches like the Trotman boys, okay, which I always thought were just like Gene Mock, Spicer, and some other ones that really knew the game. At a young age, I was lucky to have these guys. When you look at the way he handles himself in the dugout, I watched him, they interviewed him after the brawl, and his comments were appropriate, and he doesn't overreact. He's got these guys focused. They're not running into dumb outs like they were last year. Uh, I mean, they're playing very balanced baseball right now as a team. Well, um, I want to say one thing about the, their their pitcher, and uh, his name is Max Scherzer, and not Schwarm. Yeah, <laughs> not Scherzer. Schwarber. Scherzer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want Chad to look this up because he is entering, I believe, his second big time contract, and he is the only pitcher of these hundreds of million dollar contracts that was actually worth his money. Okay. With the Nationals, and I bet you he's going to pan out to be worth his money. R- right now, uh, in December 2021, a three-year, $130 million That's deal. All. That's all. There you go. And it's yeah. crazy. I mean, how old is he? 37 now? 37. God, but he's awesome. still performing. Max, Max a million. What a talent. Al? Another thing, too, unless you're a Mets fan, Chris Bassett with an ERA of 225 and Tyler McGill with a 235 ERA, they don't really roll off your tongue, even no. though I know McGill – Started the season for him as their opening yeah. day pictures. If so. we had him, he'd be Magoo. But that's and, for and just just <laughs> just wait until Degrom comes back too. I mean, yeah, that's they're, scary. They're they're going to win. The, they're definitely winning the division. I I, I, I would will. pick them. I would agree. Do you agree? Win the division over Atlanta. God. All right. So that puts put a lot of pressure on the Phillies right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right, and our final topic we're going to talk about uh, involves our very own friend of the show, Howard Eskin. And Doc Rivers. So Howard Eskin asked Doc Rivers a question about his horrific postseason record, and Doc got very defensive and and started reviewing all of his playoff losses and making excuses. Chuck, would you have done that? No, I thought that in itself was horrific. Not the question. It was a good question. But as a coach, you just don't resort uh, and let your guard down and start defending your, your past record and should have been, could have been, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrific. I mean, the reaction to it uh, in the country, everywhere, far and wide was, was they were flabbergasted that he would do such a thing. I mean, you're focused right now on winning your next playoff game. Um, you know, put up or shut up, stay focused. You're in that cycle. You don't allow distractions like questions to take you out of that. Go back and, you know, if I had another player, he was injured, he didn't make a shot. But if I could have and should have been, that's a joke. I just think it's things you see desperate coaches do. You know, often in sports, before a coach gets cut, you see something uncharacteristic of the game against the protocols, you know, the way that things are stated. And a lot of times it's, you know, I'm not going to be here much longer. I, I think Doc was desperate, thinking if I lose this series, I know I'm done for a fact. Right. Yeah, I agree 100%. Doc, it, it, people don't want to hear what you've done in the past or what, you know, look at me now. Answer the question because it's a legitimate question. Absolutely. And people would like to know, and all of a sudden he gets very offended and speaks down to everyone he's talking to, which is – a disgrace, to be honest with you. Doc has a career winning percentage, just about 
playoff winning percentage about 51%. That's a noticeable drop. With the Sixers, he's closer to 64% in the regular season and 61% in the playoffs. I don't like the the defensiveness of going back and saying if this, if that. Focus on the positives. Focus on the future. And if you don't like the question you're getting from the reporter, deflect it. I mean, yeah, Howard's slippery. He knows how to get his questions in there and maneuver around to his credit. <laughs> Just ask Gabe Kapler. Yeah. But yeah. Doc has to really – he has to do a better job there with the, with those questions. And really focus on the, 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 the positives. You know, how do I feel about this? Well, I think you can see as time and time again, coaches from Philly, after they leave here and, and, and just have remarkable success, I think he's uh, ha- had enough of Philly. I think um, you're going to see him coach elsewhere. And once you start here, listen, I believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And now you're starting to hear Doc's name, you know, in L.A., and I know we made fun of that. But once you start hearing that and, and Doc's talking down to reporters, I, I think he's, yeah. think he's yeah. had enough. And uh, I think the good doctor. The town has turned on the good doctor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any rants? Oh, I know I do. Where are we starting? We'll start with you. We'll start with you, Start Ray. with me? Coach All right. Ray. I want to t- – Real quick, I think everybody should jump on the bandwagon that's called the Sixers. I think that uh, if you stay on the Phillies bandwagon, we're going to be disappointed, guys. Uh, I I don't see them uh, winning the division like I might have stated earlier in the year. I I think if they do get in, it's going to be like last year where they're um, clawing and fighting till the very end just to get one of the last 13 28, whatever they got, 45 playoff spots this year. Uh, So we got plenty of room on the Sixers bandwagon. And I also want to say, I I, got to tell you guys, watch the USFL. For for starting a league up that quick, I got to tell you, the games are pretty good. And and the Stars have great uniforms. They got the Chiefs, the old Chiefs colors. (laughs) But I will say this. It's decent football. It's giving guys a chance that uh, won't wouldn't get a chance. And I'm telling you, I saw one receiver. Of course, his name uh, fails to uh, remain with me. Who was actually very, very good, and probably a guy like that will get a job in the NFL. The guy that we don't know. Yeah. That that, that guy that we don't know. Yeah. Watch it now, know. fans, because it won't be around this time next year. Um, we so wrong. <laughs> I, my rant would would go back to indeed the what happened in Yankee Stadium. I thought it was so disturbing at every level, and that a, uh, a guy that's trained his whole life to play uh, professional baseball almost got whacked in the head by a full beer can. And to my knowledge, nothing's been done yet. That's not to say that maybe there hasn't been. Uh, Major League Baseball and the franchise teams, Half the police is better. There's cameras everywhere now. They certainly know who the culprits were. And the fact that nothing's been done a week later, to my knowledge, is uh, apprehensible. I just think that it's got to be dealt with by Major League Baseball immediately before somebody loses their life or ability to play the game that they've trained for and sacrificed for their entire life. And they're making you know, 4 or $5 million a year. That's just it's absolutely uh, crazy. So I'm going to have a rant and a response to Ray's rant. 
I'm going to agree with you on the first half. I'm really excited for the Sixers. I want to see what they can do against Miami. I'm excited. I think they're going to surprise some people. I know Philly's always optimistic, and but we know Miami's a good team. I think we're going to they're going to really surprise some people though. But the Phillies, Ray, I I just can't agree with that. I think this this team is better than their record shows. We're right about what 10 and 10 now. Our offense is very good. Our pitching is going to bounce back. It will. Wheeler will figure it out. Nola is again showing his ups and downs if he can work it a bit. We're going to we're going to have a better team than I than than I think the the city believes. And I think we'll see a Phillies team a couple wow. games over 500 in just spoken like weeks. a true fan. It's, so a couple games over 500. You think it's in a wild card? Oh, a couple games over 500 could get you into the, into the sixth wild well, card. What are you going to do with San Fran and, and the Dodgers? They're going to have 106 Look, wins. I'm not even ruling out the division. I never said the Phillies wouldn't win the division this year. I yeah. think oh, they, God, I think it's possible. I think yeah. it's possible. Oh yeah, sure. I think yeah. that this Mets series. I hate to tell you, Miami's 10 and 8, and I, their pitching is just like lights out every day. And we can't right, beat let, them regardless let, who they. Forget throw. about Miami here. Oh, forget about. So we can't beat them in Miami. The Mets series this weekend is bigger than I think most people realize. It's three games. Yeah, but it's still a big three games. Boy, that damn that buzzer is so buzzer. obnoxious. I, I, I'm going to send it back to St. Pete's. I'm sorry yeah, to hate that buzzer. Absolutely. My rant Uh-oh. is Eagles fans, give it a chance to see what happens. Just remember Mr. Rager. Yeah. And maybe that says goodbye to him by getting a, another class receiver. And I think between Watkins and Smith, and A.J. Brown and Goddard, you've got a pretty legitimate receiving core. So let's give that a chance. And like I said, hopefully Rager goes bye-bye, and I don't think he'll blossom with another team. And let's you, go from there. When you say Eagles fans, it made it sound like you're going to say not so quick, or you say give it a chance. They're all positive like they're going to win the Super Bowl. What, what? No, no, positive in the fact that you haven't done very well drafting receivers right. except for last year. Yeah. So with the Brown move, was Roseman, what did, was this number two sitting back there in case right. he didn't get Olave or Williams? So right. Right. let's see how that plays out. Yeah, fair enough. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this week. Our uh, Speaking of Sports, thank you for listening. Check us out. Chad, where on social media? Speakingofsportspod.com. We also have the email. We're looking for some feedback on anything you got. Speakingofsportspod at Gmail and then Twitter. Speaking of Sports Podcast. We got business cards now, right? Oh, we're official. Official. Absolutely. uh, I'm going to get a hat. Yep. Next week. Yeah. Hat. And really? Anybody who wants to win a jersey uh, or any other type of gifts. Yeah, uh, we're giving what? away some Phillies jerseys, maybe some Sixers gear. Uh, just, just come on, check us out, like us, uh, share the show, and follow us on Twitter. And we, you will hear everything that you have to do and in order if to. If they really uh, want to, they can sit right here. In the That's right. Room, you can pay me and sit right next to me, and uh, don't have to pay. They, well, oh, they don't have to pay. I'm sorry. Or you could tr- t- listen. We're going to auction off a free. Uh, take Jad Chad's Tesla for Tesla. a weekend. <laughs> I think as long as you have an extension cord. Is that before one. or after he beat your ass at uh, golf? Stop. I know okay. we're gonna have. Uh, we I, gotta, I gotta. I gotta go uh, play golf against a guy that's 103 pounds who's right, out driving. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and our money's on the guy that's 103 pounds. Yeah. So. Well, of course you're all right. Your dad. Great weekend. We're all blessed. Daddy man. ball. <laughs> anyway, thanks for uh, listening. We will see you all next week.